hey guys, have you ever felt like, you know, I, I learn all this stuff and I, I'm, I'm understanding and there's other people out there who've been betrayed and hurt or have addiction, but they just don't get it. They, like, I'm different. What I'm going through is different. What's up, Recovery Warriors? Have you seen our Patreon site yet? If not, you need to go check it out. As you know, here on the podcast, you get this content for free. But over on Patreon, it gives us the opportunity to give you more interaction with us so that we can help you more in depth. So while you're listening right now, go over, hop on Patreon. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And type in the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert, and you'll find us there. Or you can click on the show notes um, to the link over to Patreon. There's next level tools and resources there. So we hope to see you over there. Now let's get on with the show. We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. Okay, guys, welcome to the next episode. Uh, we just, we're really glad to have you guys here. And we're going to lead this episode off with a review. Okay, this says, thank you. Your podcast was referred to me by a family member. I've listened to all the episodes, some episodes several times. I've learned so much. In my early listening, I was so relieved to learn that there is a name for my struggles and that I am not crazy. Validation. Throughout my listening, I learn more and more, but I realize I am stuck being a victim and don't have the knowledge or skill to get out of it. I keep listening, but don't feel empowered to move forward. I don't understand boundaries versus ultimatums. I have been in this for 37 years. I have lost myself to keep my uh, to keep the marriage. I want to be healthy so I can make healthy decisions. The, the more I learn about betrayal trauma, the more helpless I feel. I am proud of you, Ashlyn and Kobe, and really wish I lived closer so I could have Brennan as my therapist. <laughs> and that's it. Okay, so there was a question in there, um, and, and and I really appreciate her her review. That was really nice. But there was a question in there of, you know, the more I learn, the more hopeless I feel almost, the more stuck that I'm getting. And so where do you go from there? Um, a couple of things. There are tools. There, there, There's tools that you can implement into your life. And we can't get to all the tools here on the podcast. And that's why we have other other things like Patreon and and we just developed an amazing course that, that we're going to promote more and more um, that has a lot of those tools in it. So it, it, if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. So you've got to implement some hard things into your recovery and make some changes. You'll shift when you shift your thinking. So I heard some thinking in there that I can't get out of my victim. If, if you believe that, then that's what you're going to get. Believe that you can get out of your victim role. Um, so then, then you'll look at how and what are some things that you can do to get out of that victim role and you'll start to implement those things into your life. So continue to educate yourself, make, make just a small checklist of, of some tools that you can start to practice and, and don't eat an elephant all at once. Just Mm -hmm. do one thing at a time and, and just hang on to hope. So, and as a reminder, I got this a lot this week of people saying, I love what you're doing, but you know, we can't have what you're do, what you've done because we live in a rural area. Mm. And my reminder is, guys, there's 
everything's online. Like yes. you can virtually do so many things. You can even call into a 12-step group if you don't even have one by you. Well, so this this plays right into our topic for the day that we're going to talk about, which is I'm different because of my situation. Things can't change. I'm stuck. And the reality is, is I've seen people in all kinds of situations find real hope, find real recovery. Mm. So Okay. Okay. Before we start, yeah. <laughs> I do want to talk about something because I got a really... Um, I got a few, three questions that were all about the same thing this week. And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to share this this week because it's our 101st podcast episode. And I think most of you guys know we started out pretty simple. We were on an ironing board talking into a curtain. Um, we didn't know what we were doing. I actually didn't really know Brandon. Yeah, not at all. We really. kind of met yeah. like right before we did the podcast. Yeah, we like stuck the microphone up and. Yeah. Yeah. And now I consider Brandon to be one of my best friends. Obviously, mm -hmm. we're having these really deep discussions every week. Um, so it's kind of crazy. But um, these questions that were asked was, how do you guys come up with topics? You know, do you have like a schedule that you're working off of? Um, mm -hmm. Do you have an outline that you follow within the podcast? You know, talking points, who's going to say what? That sort of thing. Well, you know what's awesome is we've we've really tried to emulate what 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 we preach. So there's a reason why we don't edit because we want to be authentic. Uh, we want to show you kind of our blemishes <laughs> or whatever. Um, but but one, one of the areas that we do this is we believe in intuition and we believe in flowing and in being who you are. And so every week we come together and we're like, man, what's, what's, what's going on in your world this week? Um, what does our audience need to hear and, and feel? And and, uh, and we try to feel that we don't just, we don't have it scheduled out week to week, months in advance to, to come up with these topics. We, we try to really feel the energy in, in the, in the air yeah. for, for what everybody needs. And so we hope that as we flow with that, that you'll get what you need from us yeah. well, week to week. And the cool thing is one of the gals that asked this question said, I feel like, you know, some weeks I'm struggling with this question and I just need the answers and it comes through your podcast. Yeah. Like, how is that? You know, it's like an answer to my prayers. And I, that's where I think you're right on, Brandon. Right. Like we, we're going with these gut feelings. We're being led yeah. to these topics. There's these things in our heads that we, we, we know, but we don't know how we know them. So we know that we start, we start speaking, we start saying this wisdom, but we don't know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And, and I believe that we're just, we're, 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 we're channeling um, truth and, and truth that people need. And so as we talk and we break these things down, um, I, I think that there's some divine inspiration there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and we're just trying to be open to that to help as many people as we can. Yeah, that's why when you um, message me and say, what episode did you say this? I say, I got no idea. <laughs> because I don't remember what I said 10 minutes ago. <laughs> but the truth of that is, is we never go back, and I don't anyways, I don't ever go back and listen to episodes on the podcast. Do you? I, I do just to hear your voice. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh it's not good enough the first time around, right? Uh, but but we don't we do not do that. It's like I listen to it only to the extent of, um, adding the the intro the, the <laughs> intro to the thing and then posting it. We're moving forward. Yeah. We are moving forward, and not to say that it's bad to review the content no. in our podcast or anything like that. No, no, for sure. But as much as we want to go with their gut when we do this, we want to just go with their gut and then keep going with their gut, and that means moving forward with the next topics. And um, there's oftentimes, um, I guess the the well, the distinction I would draw here is is that 
by part of going with our gut is is the work that we did ourselves to um, become resilient to the shame that that uh, surrounded being the once addicted and the once betrayed. And having removed those lenses of shame allows us to, like you talked about, channel truth. And sometimes that's just speaking what our experience was without the, the, the lens the of shame, yeah. without the emotions yeah. that are normally associated with the shame of that. Very true. And, and that's, I, I only identify that because one, it's possible. I have my hand on my head. <laughs> this is my thinking pose, I guess. I, I, I want you guys to understand that it is possible for all of you listening to get to that place where you can experience life, you can reflect on what you've been through without the feeling of shame, without, without the lenses of shame. Well, what you're, you're saying, Kobe, is, 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 you know, when you know yourself, you know who you are, you trust yourself, you love yourself, um, when we when we take a topic and we just we roll with it, um, it's there's vulnerability to that because we don't have it all mapped out with every single bullet point. We we're, we're breaking it down and we're discussing it as we go, and and I think that that really speaks to how recovery is and how life is, is what you step into things and then you see, you kind of feel it out and you see see how things end up. There's a vulnerability to that. I, I was watching. Um, Tony Robbins uh, Netflix special thing and uh, at one part of it so he he does all these interventions that he gets really deep with people and they're interviewing him and he says look I don't I don't know what's gonna happen out there Um, I don't have a safety net like somebody could throw a topic out there that's really jarring and crazy or whatever I don't have a safety net I can't because I have to be in the moment with that person Mm -hmm. I don't want to be I don't want to be so scripted and that, but but what you hear in that and why so many people respond to him is because he has an ability to be in the moment and be vulnerable with himself and with other people. And um, that's vulnerability. And so that's what we try to do here on our episodes is just, we take these topics and we explore it and we get vulnerable with what we think about it. And that's what we do. So that's yep. very well, which said. means sometimes we miss things, right? So absolutely, that's part of the process. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're okay, I, and I'll be the first one to, in line to say this: like, I don't have all the answers. I'm not the expert. I can only speak to my story and what I've experienced thus far. And so I will, I will take missteps. I will. But here's a challenge to our audience: if is there an area in your life where you don't you don't know what the outcome is going to be, but you feel like you need to step into it, um, then then try it. Do it. You might fail. You might succeed, um, but but try to just flow. Try to flow. Step step past that fear and just flow into who you are with that thing. So it might be speaking in public, asking a person on a date. Um, it could be whatever, right? But just step into it. So it's a brilliant process, and and the, and, and it's a creative process, right? Which is which is really neat. And it, and, and I will say this, and I'll be done. Ashley always gives me the look like, shut up. <laughs> Can you feel that through the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the eyes. Please be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is all of, all of this that you hear is totally beyond me. It's totally beyond who I ever was. And that, that ability to, to, to do what's beyond me is not me. It is divine. It's, it is divine and yeah. it's not. Yeah. Anyways. 
Okay, on to the topic. Yes. Okay. Um, so the topic is uniqueness. It's you know this this thinking or this feeling of I can't heal. I can't change. I, they don't un- they don't understand. They don't understand what I'm actually going or through. God won't forgive me, but He will forgive everyone. He'll else. Forget everybody else, but not me. I'm different. So this this is a form of denial, um, kind of. So we are all unique. That's true, correct? Um, So it's denial when when you're you're using it to not operate in reality. And here's a reality. Um, There's always hope. There's always moving forward. Um, You can always change. That's change is always a possibility. So when you use uniqueness to say, no, I'm not going to do the work. Um, I'm not going to do these hard things. I'm not going to face difficulty here because I'm, I'm hopeless. It's I'm stuck. I'm unique. Then you're stuck in denial. Okay. Can it, can it also go the other way and say, I'm not like them. I'm unique. I'm up here. Absolutely. (laughs) And so what does that do? How, how, how does that justify not working your recovery? Do you want me to tell you exactly how that works? <laughs> yeah. Because I was that dude. Uh, it, I'm better it, than? Yeah. I, I, the f- very, 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 I went to 12 step three different times. The very first time I went, I walked in and I was so, 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 so uncomfortable. I was so in shame. And I started listening to, um, to people just share really wild stories and, they were different than mine and some of them were drastically different than mine and that's what made me think yeah this is yeah i'm i'm so i'm so not in that that same place i'm i'm really different and i'm not as bad and uh, i'm not as extreme as this story or that one or whatever the case was and that simply just gave me license and title to say i'm good i'm okay so i don't need to go to the lengths that they need to go to in order to to not act out or quote unquote uh you know, take, I, I really viewed going to 12 step as like penance. Like so so like you're, you're using thing. two forms of denial there. There's uniqueness mm-hmm. and there's also comparison, mm-hmm. which is that look, they're them and I'm different than them. So mm-hmm. because I'm different, I'm not, you know, as bad as them. Totally. So, um, here's a question and this actually, it'll be interesting to hear what everybody says, but what I would like to do is to, um, to have each of us share, um, various statements from people with whom we've worked on, how they are unique. Yeah. Okay. okay. Go first. So, so I, so I hear, I hear it all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, but, but I think this is really on. cool. Cause I think this, I think between the three of us, we'll probably hit a lot of the things, not all of them, but a lot of the, the thoughts of I'm, I'm different. So, um, one for me that, that always, that I always, okay, can to. I, can I just give a little, little caveat before we jump yeah, in here? Absolutely. Um, this is going to feel maybe a little invalidating, um, to the audience when we say these things, cause we are saying, if we say say one that you relate to, you might think, okay, but you know you don't get it. You don't get how I'm feeling. Uh-huh. Um, so the one thing one thing that we, we're talking about our pod, podcast and that what we do, we don't shy away from from truth that makes you uncomfortable. So if it's truth, it's truth. It doesn't mean that we don't understand that you're stuck and you're hopeless for a reason. That that's valid and it's real for you. We we understand that. Right. Well, in most of these That's things, Kobe and I had to have truth spoken to us, right? So it's not like we're... Truth hits you 
we've um, had you know, it too. But, uh, yeah, slaps you in the face. And like, We're wow. right there with yeah. you. <laughs> so unique life experiences that have led to betrayal and led to addiction does not mean that your own path is going to be solely and entirely unique to anybody else's. Because the steps to heal uh, from addiction and from the shame of addiction or from betrayal and the shame of betrayal is is fairly similar. It's a, it's a, it's a road that, that most people have to travel. Right. Right. Okay. So, um, I'm, I'm not worthy. Like I'm the exception to the rule. God's going to love everybody, but you, he's going to forgive yeah. everybody, but me. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I'm, and, and if there was a, you know, f- forgive 70 times seven, right. I'm, I'm a, a Christian. You're, you're beyond that. Yes. I'm, I'm the last one in line to be forgiven if I'm forgiven at all. Um, I, because I cross so many lines. That is really egotistical. I know, right? Can you hear it? Right? Wow. It's shame-based. N- no, actually. Yeah. You don't hear the egotisticalness to it? Like, why Why are you, like, you're egocentric in that. It's like, the world revolves around me. God's going to love everybody else. Everybody but I'm else. different than but me, every earth. Yeah, <laughs> but me, I'm different, Right. You see that? I have a blank look on my face for those of you who are listening. <laughs> like, wow, I... Well, because you believed this for so long. It feels Maybe like that's it's truth. Why. I mean, that was the truth that rehearsed in my head. That was that was what Spike grabbed onto and just beat me with. Yeah. Repeatedly, right? Um, that's really interesting to hear that. Okay. Okay. Um, so other ones, uh, like I have all, all, of the, all of the relapses over the years are like rocks on my head. And they're just piling up, and so that's more evidence of I'm I'm the exception mm-hmm. to this because you've had so many. Yeah, because over I've had so many. Over exactly, again. they just compounded, and it, okay. it's it's all evidence that I'm not I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I can't heal. You know, if you've had a, a history of of relapsing and then telling yourself I'm never doing that again, and then you do it again, and then tell yourself never do it again, then you do it again. Um, you start to believe that you know other people can get recovery but not me. Yeah. Um, because I've obviously proven to myself that I can't. Mm-hmm. And why is that uniqueness? Unique because the truth is, is I, I've worked with so many guys who have been in that cycle over and over and mm-hmm. over and over again. And then all of a sudden they really find recovery. Yeah. Um, and so I, I do believe that you can. Yeah. Um, and so it's not true that other people can find recovery and you can't. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Ash, what about you? What, um, what kind of statements uh, have you heard? Uh, mine are more comparison, I would say, uh, than uniqueness. Um, but I hear a lot of the same that we've already mentioned. Okay. Um, what, are, what are some common ones for the betrayed, though? Um, things like nobody really understands what it's like to be in a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, nobody can really understand the types of manipulation that are going on because like, it's so subtle and so tricky. Like I can feel it. I know it, but, but it's, he's so good that I can't break out of it. I'm stuck in it. Um, uh, you know, I, I I can't really be happy again now that I found this out. Um, because what's happened to me is different than, than everybody Mm. else. Um, so uh, other things are like, I know I'm not supposed to monitor and hover over his recovery, but for us, that's actually a good thing. Oh my gosh, I hear uh, that a lot. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Do you? I actually do. Like, or the check-in. Um, I know we're not supposed to do like trigger check-ins or stuff, but for us it works. Yeah. Right. Right. It's we, building trust, and I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. That I think that's common. You know, that for us these unhealthy behaviors actually are good, and so I, I will say this: when as you were sharing that. I rem- it triggered it triggered it uh, triggered memories and thoughts that I had of um, the way that Ashlyn treats me is so bad that I'm never going to be able to like heal. Oh, like, such it's a com- right? such a common one is is the way my spouse is is so difficult that yeah. nobody really understands. Yeah, you know how many people think that, but feel completely alone in that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and I think for me. I think we were more like we're in that unique place. Our marriage is so different and it's so hard because we weren't reaching out to anyone. You're we right. weren't finding education and we were so isolated that it felt very much like right. that. And so I think for me, I hear a lot of these things coming from people who are just reaching out, right? Like they're just right. starting. I'm not hearing it from people who are really working recovery because they're, they've moved past that. I think we all kind of step into this yes. uniqueness right. in the beginnings. Absolutely. You know, it's embrace uniqueness because uniqueness is awesome, but, but just don't use uniqueness to stay hopeless and stay stuck. So well, that's interesting. Can, can I give you just some ones I hear, uh, and they get they can be so specific. You can, you can find little unique things to use for that denial. Um, you, you mentioned earlier, I, I live in a in a small town, so I don't have any resources, mm. so I'm stuck. Things can't change. Um, you know, nobody has the the mom that I have, the mom that I had to deal with. Um, you know, I I had childhood abuse, and because of that abuse. My trauma is so bad that I can't, I'm stuck. I can't change. I have good reason to stay stuck. Um, you know, you could, we could go on and on with every little thing. I was the middle child that never got any attention. So therefore I'm unique. So that's why I'm stuck. And well, and I hear sometimes in messages we get of like, when are you going to interview other couples on the podcast? Because I haven't heard my specific story yet and mm. I want to hear that and and I know it's not Ashlyn and Kobe so that's tricky for me too because you're never going to hear your story like it's, it's your it's, story it's unique yeah right but there's commonalities in throughout re- recovery and yeah. in the process of it um every but every relationship every marriage is creating its own unique thing it's you know don't shit on marriage so marriage is what it is between that those two people it's unique but the difference in what we're really talking about again is saying because it's unique, therefore I can't I can't find happiness, and that's not true. Okay, so that's where the spike comes in. Absolutely keeps us stuck. Yes. Okay, so we'll, let's say we're coming in and listening. We're staying with us, Brandon. We've listened this far. Okay. We're really uncomfortable. Now what? Okay. So so one of the first things to do is if 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 you're if you're connecting to what we're saying, if you're like, yeah, I definitely have used uniqueness here to stay stuck. Um, try shifting that stinking thinking. So, so get out of it. So if you're saying, well, I can't change because, or, you know, we're too, we're too old to change or we're too, whatever. Try, try shifting it. I, I was talking to a guy, um, recently who, who was saying how unique he was and, 
he was single and he was wanting to, to get in a relationship and he was saying, well, I'll never find the right person for me because I just can't. And I said, what if you like, why, why don't you live as if you will? Why don't, why don't you believe that I, that the right person is out there and, and I'll find her. Right. And, and so he thought, well, I can actually think that. So if you live in a small town and you say, I can never get in recovery because I'm in a small town, shift it. I know I can get in recovery even in a small town, right? I know I can get in recovery even if I'm 65 years old. I, I know that I'm not unique in my addiction. If, I, I know that I can get in recovery because my acting out is different than those guys and I can absolutely go work my recovery too, yeah. right? Do you see the difference in thinking? Mm. Yeah. Not, well, I don't need to work my recovery because I'm unique. Yeah. So one thing that to go off of what you're saying that I love that Kobe kind of got us going, um, I don't even remember earlier on in recovery was like finding the truth. Right. So finding that true narrative. Right. That's the the really uncomfortable stuff we've been saying. Right. Uh Finding that truth and then fact checking or shifting it. Right. Yes. And saying, okay, so this is what I've been telling myself instead of trying to ignore it and to push it down and using it for denial and for all these things, I'm going to just accept that this is the crap I've been telling myself. Yes. Okay. Now I'm going to shift it. Yes. So I do believe you can't just make the mind shift without acknowledging I've been telling myself a lot. Accept your ego, see your ego, love your ego. It's there to protect you, but you don't have to keep going along with it. I love the way you put that, Ashlyn. That that is the step out of denial. Fact check it, get into reality, love yourself and love your, your ego and all that. But then once, once you can fact check it, once you can recognize the, the defensiveness, the denial, then you can start to shift your thinking. Yeah. So that's a great skill set. That's a great skill set to have. And uh, the best way to start that, this is a really interesting thing. The best way to start being mindful of that narrative in effort too, as you, as you talked about, Ashlyn, to make the shift and to fact check it, reality check it, is to begin accounting every night when uh, you can do this in a journal you can share this with the shame partner or a sponsor how many how many times did i have this thought cross my mind throughout the day that yeah. i'm unique and that therefore you know i'm the exception to the rule and once you start accounting for that at the end of the day and you do that consistently over time then it will be easier for you to be mindful of that in in the moment or shortly after that instance so you can say, oh, wait, that, that actually is not me. That's so we're not just spike. trying to find the negative. We're, we're doing something with it. Yes. We're pouring our energy into this, lo- into this uh, mindfulness pursuit of that specific narrative that's not us and saying, oh, wait, no, actually, that is Spike. That's not me. I'm going to dismiss that. Right. right? And, and then the, the more consistent, yet retrospectively identifying it, the easier over time you'll get to real time mindful where you can just the thought crosses your mind comes in one ear and you recognize that a spike and then you just dismiss it and it goes out the other ear so it doesn't sit there in your head bouncing around right, right. and uh, that would be i guess that would be the way to at least for me that has worked to um to start managing those thoughts so guys, thanks for being here. Uh, love to have you rate and review the podcast. That helps other people to find who we are, what we do. And um, just glad that you're here. Yep. See you guys. Bye-bye.